Spy Cops Info Podcast, Episode 19. Special four-part mini-series about informers, infiltrators and grasses. One of the reasons why we split these into parts is that the subject matter is even more depressing than usual because rather than talking about the police trying to destroy our movements, it's actually people, civilians, doing so. First part on grasses... Welcome to Spike Ops Info Podcast. I'm Tom Fowler and I'm joined with Donald O'Driscoll from the Undercover Research Group. Cheers for joining us, man. Okay, so today we're talking about um, informers. Yes. Obviously, we're, we're, we're the people who are obsessed with undercover cops. You, we can get a bit too over, like, kind of focused on that, but in reality, there are loads of different bad actors. The informers are probably way more significant in a lot of ways. Yeah, and there's a lot more of them. Whereas the spy cops tend to get all the attention, you know, you got that sort of funny James Bond ethos that some people like to throw on them, you know, they got the, the equipment, they got state support, they feed into all that conspiracy theory. But the actual bread and butter of the majority of intelligence gathering is people talking to cops on the quiet. You split it up into three sort of groups. Like, what's the difference, man? So the three the three groups are informers, infiltrators, and grasses, um, and it's it's more the way they approach it. So ultimately, the effect is all the same. That's people breaching your security, telling the state or even corporations what you're up to, to you know, scuff your actions, or basically just give them intelligence that you know they can catch you out or you know trip you up. Mm. But where they come from, what motivates them and how they work are quite distinct things. And, you know, if you're trying to undercover, discover where you've been, you're being tripped up like that, whether it is you've got a spy cop or whether it's another form of information leak, understanding the different ways that they operate and come to the process is quite important. Mm. The, the simplest one is basically your grass. The person who's been arrested and the pressure's put on them in the interview team, and they start talking. Mm. You know, I think we've all known people, any of us who've been involved in activism, have known people who've ended up doing that. They don't realise they're being a grass almost. They're just in a pressure situation, right? And I think it's, it's something which you should always... You really need to discuss with each other before doing direct action together, <laughs> you know, that like that, that, is, that is basically grassing, right? If you end up working with people who come in from a very liberal background, they will talk to the police. They will like they, they have like some sort of political position where talking to the police is like you're a grass as well. I think there's quite a lot to unpack around it. You know, we we quite often have you know, or there's just a snitch, just a rat, and mm. and so on. And without recognizing, there's a lot of process that goes on into somebody be, becoming turned. In this mm. case, if we're focusing just on grasses for the, mm. for the moment. Um, if we don't acknowledge those pressures or the wider picture. We're always going to be at a risk. Mm. And if I can just take a slightly different perspective, you know, somebody who comes from Northern Ireland and also the first movement I was active in was animal rights, it was always made very clear if you were arrested, you didn't talk. Mm. You know, there was no none of this, you know, I'm going to say this or I'm going to present my argument. It was the police are asking you questions for one reason and one reason only. If it's not to screw you over, it's to screw your mates over. Mm. There is absolutely no benefit in talking mm. except to get yourself out of a tricky situation or you have some misguided mm. thing that your truth is more powerful than the state's desire to get a conviction. And that's 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 the simple 
base is what it comes down to. And I, I totally agree with the, I've come up quite a lot against the, oh, if I just tell my side, I'm just thinking, it's just like, you're misunderstanding, misreading the situation. They're not your friends. If they were our friends, they wouldn't be arresting us in the first place. It's a political misunderstanding. And it comes from this idea of like speaking truth to power. Is that some people think that by simply using the right formation of words, as if society is a debating chamber. It's not. It's a power struggle. And it's as simple as that. It's not a complicated message. It bears a lot of repeating, sadly. Just do not speak to the cops. People do break. The pressure, the intimidation, kind of the interview room does get to some people, right? Especially if they've been kept for a while. Yeah, and the, the whole point about the custody suite you know i've been in enough times to realize just that it's there to intimidate mm. you know there's a reason when you're arrested you're not interviewed straight away you were left to stew for several hours the entire thing is trying to break you down mm. so going into a situation like that feeling empowered feeling like <clears throat> i am going to be here for another nine hours i might be here for 24 hours mm. that's because they want to break me mm. And there's also where the politics of solidarity is so powerful going in. I won't break. I won't give up my friends because we show solidarity with each other. That's a core thing. Mm. And so it's getting people past that. Oh, the state's nice, really. Or the mm. state just wants to solve crime to. I need to show solidarity with my friends. Mm. And we need to you know, look after each other. Mm. That's the core thing. You need to be going in, in into that particular situation. Mm. And they're very adept at for trying to find those weak points mm. um anyway they'll do hit and miss and you know we'll all have stories about where they said something really stupid or totally misread the thing but it also gives an insight into the fact you know these small pressures you know oh we'll get you a reduced sentence you know we won't have your child taken away we'll get social services they're very adept at finding those little weaknesses mm. and we used we used to have a saying that phrase of no, don't gossip about each other because oh man that is such get, a that is such an important thing <laughs> yeah 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 but you're basically giving anybody who's listening in tools in which to put pressure on like spy cops big issue really invasive not as a, no less invasive is the constant monitoring of all our communications and identifying things that they can go well actually this person's fallen out with that person Mm. you know it's something nasty we can actually use that and they will use that they yeah. will they're always looking for those routes in to either play your ego to play on your finances to play on your just emotional stress yeah and sort of tangent to that and i this is definitely the hard way is when we're doing stuff with people we also have to be very aware that if when things do go wrong and we do get arrested we may be putting people in the situation where they're not going to stand up to that sort of pressure or they don't have the the capacity to actually ma maintain resistance in the face of sustained police intimidation. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I've been arrested with people in the past who I thought wouldn't do that. They've been very honest when they've come out and they've said that, you know, they, they, they answered questions. Yeah, it is going to happen. It is really difficult because people can say before, yeah, we don't speak to the cops. But in that situation, like you say, they just don't have the capacity to deal with it. Even the people who felt, they said, well, I didn't say anything to them. Right. I'd that's be, that's always, be, the line. It's it's always the line. It's always the line, isn't it? And I've seen that evidence. Yeah. Somebody came back and said, I didn't say anything. I said, well, you said I was in the blue van. You yeah. immediately put me yeah. in the place. It's like, but that doesn't matter to you. It's like, now add in this line and that line. Yeah. And it's like, you don't think you said anything seriously, but you've effectively done a statement against me. 
I feel it's a lot easily easily remedied if people have like um, studied how like uh, you know how convictions happen, right? You know, like if you've actually been to court and you've seen how the the processes go and the arguments are used and the evidence that's used, it becomes pretty obvious that like you know even the smallest detail matters and will be poured over. Police want statements. You, you look at any TV, police TV show, mm. it's all about the interview. It's there in front of you, and they will all, police will say this. It's like if they can get the interview, yeah. they've got the evidence. Yeah. Everything else, unless it's particularly hardcore DNA or yeah. you know, forensic stuff, the majority of convictions are because people open mm. their mouths. Yeah. We can't stress enough, no comment. It was the name of the most popular, probably the most popular free pamphlet we've ever given out. I'll put a link in the description to, to no comment. It, it does just come down to those two words, really. It's not complicated. A lot of people who start off the road of grassing don't actually want to be a grass. They don't mean to be a grass. But um, yeah, it happens. Like, and, once, and that's a very important point. Once you're in the cycle, mm. once they've got their hooks in you, they don't let go. They do not want mm. to let go. Mm. And... They will use the fact that they have the hooks in you mm. to keep you keep you giving to them. Mm. I mean, I think it's definitely something which I experienced in the past in our group with, where it would happen and then people would drop out of the group. Partially, maybe because the reaction they got after they'd done that, but also because maybe the police had put pressure on them. And they said, well, the only way they could not give, ev give information about people is not be involved, <laughs> right? You know, that's, yeah. So, so the other thing... The other thing besides um, talking to people in advance before you put them in any sort of situation is is to have a culture where if people are approached, they feel safe mm. coming straight to the group. Mm. So, and that's, you know, whether, you know, they've been approached in the police station or outside it. It used to be quite bad that like somebody would be approached and we go, oh, they've been approached, they must be a grass. It's like, you know, you've just done the police's work for them, yeah. ostracizing them. What you want is them to feel stronger with you and your group yeah. than with the police. Yeah. You know, it's it's another situation where we're a struggle, where we're at a battle for minds. Mm. If we're losing our people because we're not supporting them in the mm. face of police pressure, you know, yeah. we're, weak, we're only weakening ourselves. Don't say anything when you're in an interview situation. If you're approached by a police, say everything. Tell everybody what they what the cops just said to you. You know what I mean? Like they be like, kind of, oh, this officer came to me at this time. They put. Like, I mean, you know, sometimes it's like um, there's a protest coming up. You might get a note through the door. The police are not doing. They put a note through your door. Like, take a photo of that thing. Put it on Twitter. Tell everybody. Like, be like, look, the police are like trying to kind of put pressure on me about this protest I'm organising or involved with or whatever. You know, be. I would advise any police pressure you get, any sort of uh, any element of repression you receive from the police, be as public as possible about it. Right? Public, public is your best defense. Yeah. This whole thing is done on everything being kept secret. Like one of the first things a copper will say when you're they're approaching you is like, you know, are you living with anybody? It's like, are you, you know, you can't say this to anybody, or mm. you know, they'll really try to get you into the headspace that this must be kept secret. The worst things that happen to them is to shine a big bloody torch on it. And also you learn a lot more. It's like... It's like groomers. <laughs> yes. Right? It's like literally like it's our little secret. I mean, you know. it, it, it is grooming. Grooming, there is yeah. no difference to it. It's about finding weakness and preying on it in order to get something. It is grooming. It, as you say, the, the definition is exactly the same. Yeah. They are pre it's a prey to prey situation. Yeah. You know, and you've got, you've got to be ready to run faster and harder but doing it in public it's like 
they want everything to happen in night. They want to happen in secret and they want to be able to control the narrative. If you take the narrative out of their hands, they have to back off. Not just because it shines the spotlight on you so you're visible and safe. It's because it shines the spotlight on the way they work. Right, exactly. So, so one of the most interesting examples of this that I thought was the Cambridge people. A bunch of environmentalists in Cambridge were targeted and asked yes. supposed to be grasses. Yes, yeah. And they recorded it and went public. And the biggest effect of that, in my mind, when I went back, was how it made the police really shy away because they did not want to be seen to be out mm. there t mm. turning environmentalists into grasses. Mm. The public relations on these things, yeah, it's really bad for the cops, right? They, they, they really don't want that look. And it, it's, I think for a lot of us as activists, we kind of like, because we've got this thing of like, oh, they're bound to be doing these things, they're bound to be doing these things. It's something we've come back to again and again on, on, on the spy cops issue, is like that we don't actually know. We haven't got evidence a lot of the time. So when we do get evidence, you know, share it from the rooftops. Do you know what I mean? Like it is that, that go public with stuff because this idea that like oh well everybody knows they're all you know the, the police asked me if i wanted to be informed of course they did sort of thing no like be public about it you know it, it, it makes a huge difference i think it also makes you know i'm like obviously i'm not an outraged liberal but like you will outrage the liberals <laughs> when they hear about it you know and that, that does have political value yeah no definitely I think we've probably got a lot more grasses than people who think they're grasses. Again, the, the subdivisions. If yeah, I yeah. Like, there, you know, there are those who have been actively approached mm. by the police and are being ensnared in that. And I just wanted to go back to a point. When I was asked to be a grass uh, right. at one point, I was, I was facing some violent disorder charges. And they, they said, oh, well, we'll send a letter to the judge and stuff. But the weird thing about what they did then was they tried to get me to go down a side street I thought, to, to, to ask me this. What, this is a bit weird until I realised there was a camera on it. And even just um, handing over their card and me taking it, there's a picture of me taking their card. Immediate smear blackmail material. So if you are approached in the street or anything like that, key tip, stay as public as possible. Don't go and sit in a cafe with them or anything like yeah. that. Just so... I'm out in the street, and if you have to, start shouting, start making noise, anything that causes embarrassment and draws attention to the situation. Yeah. What you do not do is go off for a private, uh, a, pr a more private meeting. Yeah. Where they control the situation. The other way I think that a lot of people become grasses is that their day-to-day -day life involves having some some level of communication with the police. You know, a lot of people who work uh, in like youth work or harm reduction, uh, drug workers, and so forth and social work, all those kind of areas where you have some sort of interaction with the police already. Uh, and there's sometimes there's a danger those people just carry it over uh, when they mm -hmm. if they get involved in activism. And I think it's something which I've, I've experienced that I've been involved with, like, you know, particularly in wider coalitions with much more liberal people, maybe working on something that they they instinctively, they just don't buy your your anti-police rhetoric. It doesn't matter whether it comes from an undercover police officer or the fact that you've got like somebody in your group who's got some semi-professional relationship with cops because they work and they just talk about the, this stuff and you to them in that setting. Right. One of the things we've learned from the spy cops inquiry is. All intelligence is intelligence. Right, They exactly. hoover up everything and yeah. anything. Uh, we still don't have a full picture of what it's put to, mm. but they're clearly interested in it. Yeah. Uh, all those, you know, especially those personal bits, who's active, who's pushing what. Mm. They, you know, they see the left as a threat in all its forms and they want to re recording it. Yeah, absolutely, mm. absolutely. Um, so, so there's the informal grass, right. the, the, the uninformed grass. 
Right. Um, so there's the uninformed grass, the person who's sitting in the pub talking to friends, talking about what else they're up to, not realizing that one of those people is simply passing that information on. Mm. You know, and there have been a few instances of that where people haven't been careful enough, have been boasting about stuff. And what it does is it gives the police an insight into whose weak points are, you know, who to actually start looking at. So you know, if something goes down, there's an action, nobody quite knows, everybody got away. Mm. The police, the first thing the police ask is, where do we need to be looking? Who do we need to be looking at? Mm. And if there's a bit of intelligence, oh, I heard my mate down the pub talking about his group, which was involved in that. And I said, oh, right, it's that group over there. That's yeah. where we need to use. I'm like, how did they find out? Mm. It's it's an, it's a you know you didn't I mean, grasp but yeah. you effectively grasped yeah and it only um, takes one person because of the way that they've built up these ideas of the networks you know they, oh, well if, if it's that guy then it'll be those other people who know that yeah you know what I mean it, it's it, it, it's that's why why the, there's so much detail that's why they take so much detail because like it means that one bit of information changes it for all this other bit of yeah. information network analysis which is the formal term for it mm. all is very complex very very intricate in, interesting subject around this where you only need a few bits of data point to really unpick the full thing and even just yeah there's a lot of really interesting studies out there where you can fill information in by just filling enough information around it once once somebody has become a grass then there's several processes and again it depends a bit on how they've been recruited if it's somebody who's been recruited to a police station, uh, you know, facing some sort of sentence and a pressure's been put on, they've started talking. Then they do try to keep meeting going, they try to set regular things and try to keep keep it small at start, you know, just asking simple questions that sound innocuous, but then start asking for bigger and bigger things. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's about getting you used to answering questions. And even if like some people go, oh, we'll go, oh, I'll just go for a coffee to hear what they have to say. They're asking you questions. They're reading your reaction and things. So they'll be putting stuff in. It's like, oh, you know, such and such. And we know who's the leader of the group. You go, oh, yeah, they know the leader of the group. And you've just confirmed that person yeah, yeah. is the leader of the group. So there's lots yeah. of things like that. So even if you don't feel you're giving anything away by saying verbally, you are giving away in body language. But they want to keep you hooked. They want to keep you coming in. And they all bring you in gradually until you can't really escape. And but once they have you in that situation, they will start, and we have seen this happening, they will start asking for more proactive stuff. So I'll give an example of somebody who's now dead. So uh, I will call Dave. <laughs> if they're dead, we can probably give their real name. Um, no, I'll just stick with Dave for now. <laughs> okay. Who, who was, he was, he was an old man. Right. Um, he was quite lonely and they preyed on that and they would go they would go to the pub with him and have a pint he admitted this on the phone to me because I challenged them after a while Right. I said yeah I just go to the pub once a week they buy me a few pints and I have a chat and he didn't see that he was doing anything particularly wrong mm. except that he was telling them everything just in the course of a conversation but the curious thing about Dave was during the Heathrow climate camp we're in the middle of a major, essentially a major siege. The mm. police are about to raid. Um, and I suddenly get a phone call going, we need to let the ambulance in. I was like, why are we letting the ambulance in? Who's going to let the ambulance in, in the middle of a police siege? And I was like, oh, Dave wants to leave. He's, ha he's had a medical condition. 
and it's just like so here's somebody who we long suspected was the grass suddenly wanting right. to breach our defenses and that was like that was a step up to not just talking indirectly about what we were doing but to actively trying to sabotage the defenses of the climate camp right yeah 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 and in a, in a really like yeah, I mean, you can also almost mm. see the police thinking on that. It's just such an easy one to like, just to flip mm. up. Just that 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 escalation at the right time mm. is perfect for them, isn't it? Yeah. You know? And I I did challenge I did challenge him on the time, but I did after climate camp was over. I rang him and said, "Right, like Dave, you're a police grass. We know it. What were you doing?" And he he admitted on the phone that he was right that he was uh have been work have been talking to them now in his mind he didn't see that he was particularly a grass right yeah yeah but you know from the rest of us going well you nearly destroyed our defenses through your actions yeah it was a bit more than that it was somebody who came along to some meetings uh Gwent anarchist meetings uh, for a short while um who later when when the marco thing came out um confessed that he had been a informer uh, as he put it a grass i mean he was someone who got involved in the group uh he claims uh, like you know at intentionally you know as an activist but like, no, he wasn't really very active um he just sort of came along to things a bit he'd been uh, he was said he was recruited in borstal as i mean he's a matter of quite an advanced age had been an informer in the past about low-level crime um and then when the police saw that he was going to anarchist meetings like approached him and said you know you need to you need to start giving us information about that otherwise we're going to just start busting you every five minutes for carrying heroin you know the, the fact that being being an addict addict you know, there's the, the the ability of not getting busted every time you go somewhere public is a huge asset. And aside from every small small amount of money that he was getting for it, it wasn't that which. And I mean, he, he said he did it badly. He did it badly on purpose. He was always late, which was true. He was always late. Um, he, he would. He I mean, he used to like fall asleep in meetings and stuff. Um, he just this sort of like I think it's people like that, vulnerable people, who the police can lean on quite easily. And I think heroin addiction is one of those things which fits. Yeah. You know, heroin addiction is the one that comes up in Green Scare. The, right. uh, the Americans, there's a book called, called Red Green Scare itself, yeah, yeah. Uh, where they turn somebody using their addiction and basically take down a whole bunch of animal rights and art liberation yes, cells, yes. Um, get people talking about what they did. And mm. a lot of people went to prison yeah. based on what was initially just one person being caught out on their addiction and the police being willing to put the pressure on. Now, I remember that, that there's a film isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, we'll put that in the, in the description as well. It's worth checking out. Um, and really shows how just one, like you say, one individual's heroin addiction was le leaned on. Yeah. yeah. Personally, I don't know it's harsh. I don't, if I, when I was doing actions and when mm. I was video, I wouldn't go out with people who had addictions mm. because, you know, I was, I was very involved in animal rights. We knew the state pressure was on. Mm. It was for my safety, but it was also for their safety. It just wouldn't have been fair, even though they wanted to come out and do stuff. Yeah. It just simply wouldn't have been fair. <clears throat> but this is where the culture of having openness and support, and if people are approached, that they feel they can come straight to you and not feel isolated, you know, straight to the group and talk about it in an open and honest way. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's 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 about like kind of um, you know, uh, sometimes being secret is a is is an, a. a um, is an asset sometimes being really public is an asset and you know like when you're talking to the cops it's secrecy when you're talking to each other it's being public right do you know what i mean yeah. that's that's key yeah. and at the end of the day they are the masters of secrecy you know they, yeah. they built and created the secret state so don't 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 play that world i know some people who have tried to play that world you know where they have tried to feed false information 
um, and stuff. And generally, advice is don't. Yeah, it's, it's not. too hard. It's too stressful. Yeah, you know, you have to be a pretty skilled player to pull that off. And the chances are you won't. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it it, it can be quite depressing, <laughs> can it? That when we talk about grasses, because these aren't people who've like gone out of their way to like kind of fuck things over. They're people who have been pressured, used, uh, manipulated into, into that situation. Um, we always come back to this line, you know, that, that they come at us because we're strong. They come at us for a reason. That they're doing these things for a reason. So, like, you know, it's you wouldn't be having these problems if there wasn't something they were scared of. Yeah, yeah. And the reason they use grasses and like them is because it makes their life easier. Yeah. You know, it takes quite a lot of resources to, you know, bug all the phones, bug all the houses and listen to them and follow you around. Whereas if somebody can just say, yeah, 6 p.m. on a Tuesday afternoon, yeah. be here. Yeah. You know, it makes life easier. So they will always, they will always go for that. But as you say... Mm. It's because you you are doing something effective. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That was the end part one. In the meantime, if you want to help support this podcast, please go to spycops.info and also subscribe and review from wherever you get your podcasts from.